0: Sims, and you're listening to the KVRX Podcast Network. I recently had the opportunity to sit down with Austin's Dayglow for an interview about his upcoming album, Harmony House. We get into the album's origins and sitcom, his relationship to the Austin music scene, the future live set, and much more. Hope you enjoy. Awesome. So sitting here with Sloan Struble, aka Dayglow. How's it going, man? It's going good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I, I actually wanted to ask, I, since I know you went to UT for a little while, do,
1: did you ever know anyone who was in KVRX? Um, I, I've been to like a couple events. Um, what's the name? Frick. Uh, there's a band. I know. I feel bad that I'm blanking on their name. It's just kind of on this, uh, June, something June. Uh, young June young june yeah um i know the the lead singer of young june and so i've been to a couple like kvrx shows and stuff and i've met a couple people here and there um but yeah it seems like a really cool community um, yeah. i'm sure if i was still in college i'd be a part of it hell yeah
0: i know yeah. Um, i know spoon like brett daniels of spoon used to he was a kvrx dj
1: whoa no way
0: really weird um but yeah young june we we had that show at barracuda um, with young June. And that was like one of our last shows. Yeah. Um, that was right before COVID. Yeah. Also rest in peace, Barracuda, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, well, cool. I mean, I, I want to, I guess, get straight into the album, um, Harmony House. Do you, I was curious, cause I know there's this whole backstory to like, um, it was kind of like started as like a imaginary sitcom, like soundtrack almost. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was wondering, like, is it important to create a world for an album outside of the music to you? And like, if so, how would you
1: describe that? Like with harmony house? Sure. Um, I think it helps me definitely specifically for this record. It really helped shape um, everything together. I guess for me, I just love, like, cohesiveness in albums. I think my favorite albums are albums where each song plays a different purpose, um, but all of them exist together for an overarching purpose, which is the album itself, you know? And so for Harmony House, the general idea was I wanted to write the soundtrack of a sitcom that doesn't exist, um, kind of for a couple reasons. I think there's this really interesting cultural thing going on where like I I call it like false nostalgia where like people our age are like watching shows that existed like long before we were born you know but they still make us feel nostalgic even though like it was 20 years before I think it has to do like just with the internet being so big and like there's so much new stuff that people are wanting old stuff as new stuff um and so I kind of just wanted to dive into that with an album and i thought the best way to do that with like the nostalgic feelings was like tap into the sitcom sound um which naturally just sort of is the music that i've started to listen to um you know like 70s and 80s yacht rock um but yeah um i I think to answer the question yeah it's it's important to like have a general thing that i'm going towards Um, When making an album, but I want to make sure that I look at it from a lot of different angles. Um, So the general theme of Harmony House is just like growing up and dealing with viral fame and kind of just like being forced to grow up really quickly um, and like drop out of college and stuff. And um, yeah, I think all of the songs talk about that, but just in different ways.
0: Cool. Yeah, I'm really into Yacht Rock as well. Nice. Nice. grew up with Yacht rock Radio um, mm-hmm. and uh, did you uh, I know I know you're watching a lot of cheers coincidentally just I just started watching a few episodes of Cheers uh, right before I mm-hmm. read that but um, and yeah December December to me specifically sounds like super super like a sitcom intro or something um,
1: Wow, thank you yeah that, sure. I think that's my favorite song on the album.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The in the end of the chorus is like just that like switch up of the rhythm. I, I don't even know like what you would call that, but that just really feels mm-hmm. like you know you'd see like Bob Saget, you know, like his name, yeah, <laughs> and he's like waving. That's the something. goal. Yeah, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and like not something I've seen. Like you know, nobody really makes music like that right now. So yeah, that's cool. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. I know um you were you were UT partially to minor in film. I was wondering if you've like kind of ditched that um interest or if you would still like to experiment with like film related outlets of creativity or like even writing music for for TV or film.
1: Oh, definitely so. Yeah, I mean that would be kind of the dream is to like Yeah, just like write music for a movie or something. I think that would be the coolest thing I could, you know, uh, be a part of. Um, Like I love music videos and I still love, you know, visual things. Like I definitely think of visuals when I'm making songs. And so naturally that just goes into filmmaking. Um, So I love like making music videos and stuff. Um, It's hard because I think music is just easier for me to make it's a lot easier to do alone. You know, a film takes a whole team of people. Um, and so that's just a little harder to organize, especially nowadays. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love making movies and videos and stuff. And yeah, it's tons of fun.
0: Um, do you, when, when you're making music videos, do you, do you collaborate with like directors to like come up with the treatment or Um, Do you kind of hand it off to them?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, On Fuzzy Brain, it was just like strictly just like me with the whole idea. And then my last two videos, um, Nicknames and Listerine, I had Jackson Ingram help me, who's a UT student. Um, And he just like shot the videos and edited them too. And he did an awesome job at that. Um, But it all starts with just like a general Idea um, that I have, and then I'm like, "Can we make this work exactly?" And then uh, that's usually what the person making the video does. Um, but yeah, like, I, like I have a music video coming out tomorrow, um, and it's just like an animated video. So like, I didn't do any of it, but um, I was like, "Please make this happen," like very specific emails about like you know things for the animator to do. So I'm definitely very involved. Um, but lately I've had, you know, probably just more talented people, uh, doing different things for me.
0: Very cool. Yeah. It's interesting. I was, yeah, I was just curious. Cause it's like, you have such a specific a- aesthetic and I was just like, I guess it kind of seems like that would be hard to maintain with like, if there's a bunch of people working on, you know, for sure. Like stuff. Yeah.
1: I'm very picky about, um, things, you know, I, I try, I, I always feel guilty when I'm like picky about my own project. But then again, I'm like, I have to be, you know? Um, I don't know. Yeah, totally. Um,
0: well, I, I, uh, I want to know how you started working with Pune Ghana. Um, yeah, because you know, she's incredible and she like works with so many of my favorite artists. Um, and I was, I, now, I, I was wondering if I know you did like you did the album cover for Fuzzy Brain. So like, was it weird passing that off to somebody else for this one?
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, it was weird. So Pune, it's a really weird connection where the guy who plays keys for me, uh, his name's Nori, one of his best friends from Austin, his name, Daniel McNeil. And um, Daniel's just like a really talented audio engineer. And he recently moved to LA Um, but he's pune's roommate and so through that connection they became really good friends and then just got connected that way um but yeah she did an awesome job with um all the shots and everything but like same situation where i was like i want it to feel like we're loading off of like a sitcom set you know and so we like got in the studio and did all the stuff and um but she's awesome yeah she's she's really talented yeah she's incredible um that's really weird she's isn't she she lived in austin for a long
0: time too right yeah yeah i think mm, i don't know if she went to ut maybe i shouldn't i shouldn't guess that
1: um yeah i'm not sure I, i don't know if she's like from austin i think she's from texas but i've i knew her i met her when she lived in la so i don't really know about her history with austin cool
0: yeah i well i want to uh i wanted to ask like what how you would characterize your um relationship to the austin music scene
1: yeah good question man (laughs) it's kind of Um, kind of
0: vague but
1: (laughs) i know yeah um i'm trying to figure that out because i really want to get involved i think it's so fun like knowing all the bands um playing and like all the shows and stuff but my trajectory and timing of everything was really strange because, you know, I planned in college to get involved with, you know, lots of stuff at KVRX and like, you know, playing shows and whatnot. Um, but the internet, like, got a hold of me really quick, you know? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I released um, Fuzzy Brain and then just started taking off on YouTube and then did some stuff at like South by. Um, but then by the time, like I would start playing shows, like I was just already on tour. And so I'm trying to get like a grip on Austin and like knowing the Austin music scene. Um, and yeah, just kind of figuring it all out, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, really like, I love Austin and I love being a part of Austin, but I think as far as the music scene, um, I'd like to be. Know, no more people but i've gotten to meet quite a few bands like um there's a band called daphne tunes which i really like um they're based in austin got him santiago i love um, daphne tunes yeah I, I, yeah he was awesome. on my
0: radio show last year he's great
1: oh really a really strange uh odd story um we i'm getting married next month which is kind of like a crazy thing going on um but Santiago who is like the head guy of Daphne tunes is my wedding DJ um like and I didn't realize that and we were on the phone just like talking I was like wait like like hello like is that you you know and then we had this weird moment where we like clicked and we're like oh yeah so that'll be fun um that's my connection with the Austin music scene <laughs>
0: that's awesome
1: yeah I just got his record in the mail actually um nice
0: Yeah, yeah, I know he's a wedding DJ. That's funny, Um, Mm -hmm. and that
1: so that was just an accident, an accident, totally an accident. (laughs) We were like ten minutes into the call, um, like talking about um, yeah, just like the songs we're gonna do and the vibe, and then his voice sounded familiar, and I was like, wait, like yeah, so it was funny. Can I can I trouble you for a few of your picks for the for the. For the dj
0: you know for the songs at the sure
1: wedding. um yeah i mean we're keeping it pretty just like feel good 70s you know so um lots of neil young um we've got lots of paul simon um i mean yeah i mean all, all the greats nice do you uh
0: yeah i was just i was just curious about that because i know i'm it, it didn't seem like you had much time to like really sink your teeth into the awesome music scene. Like before, yeah. like you we were really touring like so quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but all the, you know, all the while, like you've definitely, I feel like you've been like pretty embraced by, you know, I don't know, like KUTX or something. And like, yeah. Yeah. Stuff yeah. Like that.
1: It's really nice. Cause there's this lingering guilt that happens with like a viral thing You know, because when you think of like the story of a band, you know, it's like you start at the bar and then like you're playing these shows and then eventually you go to Madison Square Garden, you know, but you like build your way up really slowly. And it's just weird that the Internet allows things to go so quick. And like I'm no different than like another band. Like I, I don't know when like bands get big, like nothing changes. They're just people, you know, like they're just normal people. But it's just weird being the guy in the room where like, like you kind of just feel guilty that like you got lucky, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's like a weird experience. Um, but yeah, I don't really know how to explain it, but I love a lot of awesome bands. I think it's really fun going to shows and um, getting to meet everyone. So hopefully soon there'll be some stuff going on. For sure. I, uh, is there any anywhere
0: in town that you haven't played yet that you'd like to play?
1: Um, well, I'm set to have a tour this fall and I'm playing at Stubbs, um, which I'm really stoked about. Um, that'll be a big, big moment. Um, but that's kind of always been a dream of mine. Um, so that's gonna be pretty surreal. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, other than Stubbs, I'm not sure. Um, yeah i love i freaking love acl if i could play every year of my life that'd be awesome you know and i'm getting to play acl live which i freaking keep forgetting about it's like the scariest thing in the world um that's like our first um our first show as a band together um in a long time is going to be just like archived forever on acl live i'm just like freaking out because that's just a scary thing and that's like next month so um yeah we will need to get ready for that has that been announced i i don't remember hearing about that that's really cool though yeah yeah it got announced it they were really like low-key about it but um yeah playing acl live that's awesome is there?
0: uh, i i was i've always been curious like since you write all the parts and everything and you like self-produce you do everything like when you're teaching your band or like how how do you get your band to learn the parts like do you kind of just let them listen to it and like figure it out on your, on their own? Or are you like sending them tutorials or like, how does that work?
1: It kind of depends. Yeah. So I'll send them stems usually just like of their part isolated. And if they can figure it out, then that's awesome. But if they have questions, you know, I'll just be like, okay, you put your finger there, you know, and just like walking through with everyone, um, which I'm sure I can get pretty impatient cause like I'll just notice everything. But, um, Especially on Harmony House, I tried to set up a lot of moments where, like, there's improvise. Uh, you can improvise, um, which is a lot more fun as a live band. Um, but yeah, I just kind of one by one teach everyone all the parts and stuff.
0: Um, what what song from the album are you most excited to play live?
1: That's a good question. Um, we've been rehearsing and. Crying on the Dance Floor is one of my favorite songs in the album. It took me a really long time, and I definitely had, like, live performance in mind, and that one's sounding pretty fun. So um, I'm excited for that. But then again, like, Close to You, um, I think it's going to be really fun live. Uh, We kind of do, like, this live version of it, which would be cool. So you're going to be playing keys on stage? a little bit yeah like three songs um but just kind of everywhere you know doing everything exciting yeah it's gonna be a fun show
0: yeah yeah crying on the dance floor it's like a it's like a prom night song or something yeah like a dance dance hall Yeah. yeah yeah that's
1: the goal super
0: cool um well uh is there anything i know you do some covers sometimes um Since you're going through this like Yacht Rock thing, what uh, are are there any Yacht Rock songs that you're just like dying to cover?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, on our last tour, we did like Somebody's Baby, Jackson Brown, um, which is such a good song, but I realized like didn't really make sense to do that yet. Um, But we did. Yeah. Somebody's Baby. Um, We cover uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Um, like this transition into my song Run the World. And that one's always really fun. Um, but I don't think there's any other covers. We were kind of jamming the other day and we did this like fuzzy brain into um these days, Jackson Brown. I just love Jackson Brown. Um I love Tom Petty. I don't know. So maybe we'll do some some covers. Um but yeah, right now it's just hard enough like cutting songs, and making a set list. Do you think
0: that the set will be like, will it be a mixture of the albums or are you just going to try to run a lot of harmony house?
1: For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think right now with the setlist, we play like every song on fuzzy brain, um, because both my albums are like pretty short. So, I mean, you could do almost every song, but then it's like, you know, 21 song set. That's pretty long. Um, but uh yeah, we're playing all fuzzy brain pretty much too. It's a good mix. Exciting. Good to know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I I I heard in one of these interviews that you you uh went through a Billy Joel phase too. Oh yeah. I freaking love Billy Joel. Like yeah, I that was like my gateway artist, so I just wanted to hear like your uh you know. Any more you want to say about that? Because or like,
1: what led led you to that? Yeah. Um, I mean, something I've been doing recently is just looking at like really objectively good songs. Like songs everyone kind of knows it's just kind of an iconic good song. And then like digging into that artist. So for Billy Joel, it's like Piano Man. You know, like everybody's like, oh, that's such a good song. But I was like, what else did he write, you know? And so from that, I just went and dug... And like The Stranger is such a good album. Um, went through all that. Just really vibed with it. Um, Piano Man's great too. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of went from there. I recently, the other day, um, found his album. Oh, what's it called? The Silver Curtain? It's like mid-80s. I don't know the if nil- you heard that one. Yeah, The Nylon Curtain. The Nylon Curtain, yeah. in um, Allentown. That's such a good song
0: um yeah Yeah, they've got like the steel this guy like uh, on stage like yeah i've got this like documentary of them playing like in in russia and he's like swinging this hammer onto this like steel pipe it's crazy
1: whoa that is cool um yeah but i just love that kind of stuff like that's just a different i mean even beyond billy joel it's just like a general energy that just isn't in music anymore and so i don't want to be like I mean, I always say this but like, I don't want to be like an Elvis impersonator where it's like, I'm the eighties guy, like come see my show. And it's an eighties show, you know, but I want to channel that energy because it's fun and nobody's doing it, you know? Um, Not that I'm like, Oh, this is a business opportunity, but that's just like the music I love. And like, um, I don't know. I I think it'd be really exciting and cool if people recognize that in harmony house. And then like, I started to see more of it you know that'd be really cool if like people started to do that you know and then there's, like, billy joel type songs again yeah wouldn't that be so cool yeah I don't know.
0: yeah god love billy joel but uh, do you have any like guests on the record like does anybody play like like i was wondering i know like in the past you programmed like brass stuff like did you yeah was was the saxophone live this time or was it still like in
1: logic um So, yeah, it actually was live. Um, That's the only thing that I had someone else to do. Um, My guy who plays keys, Nori, he had this connection to an awesome saxophonist named Marshall Lowry, who lives in Austin. Um, But the way we did it was I like wrote out these really intricate solos on like a MIDI saxophone, you know, and programmed it. And then I emailed it to him and I was like, can you record this exactly? And um, he just emailed me a file back click and drag and then you know that's how it worked um so yeah he just did an awesome job but it's just not the same you know when you have a midi saxophone so i was like you know i have to have a real one so
0: yeah it sounded real i was just curious um because you know like even for fuzzy brain like i was like these you know you're kind of fooled by like it's like this is kind of like sounds live but um Mm -hmm. so i was like man like is this this would be crazy like program saxophone if yeah. it's like not live. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: is it yeah, yeah. We're, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying we're trying to figure out how to play it live. Now that's the issue.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well you you've brought out like I've seen a video like you brought out like a, a trumpet player wants to play on um is it junior varsity? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. So maybe maybe we'll <laughs> do that.
1: But it's like it's a pretty intricate solo. You know, it's a little different.
0: Yeah, get Kenny G. Kenny G. Yeah, out. Um, <laughs> That'd be awesome. Is are there any other uh, like session session players on the on the record?
1: Uh, just that. Yeah. Um, just Marshall. Um, everything else I did myself. All the drums are just you know programmed samples. Very cool. I want to know what
0: the purpose is behind. Yeah, if you're okay with sharing, like, what's the purpose, like? of sneaking in the same melody into each song.
1: Yeah, um kind of playing on like the sitcom idea where it's like a whole season um but with a constant like um in the songs. Um yeah, the little da 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 da. It's kind of just like the Harmony House theme I call it and it just glues all the songs together and kind of signifies like although I was going through all these different types of changes and phases, there was just like this constant, um, which I feel is just like a nice warm feeling to have. And um, I feel like it just makes the album co- cohesive. Um, so it's, it, I'm glad that you noticed it. Um, that's cool. Um, Cause not everybody has yet, but I think eventually people will be like, Oh yeah. Um, but yeah and the most obvious example of that would be on like something the opening track um it's like a very sporadic like it's taking time it's taking time to take in my time like i can't even get out what i'm trying to say you know and then the last track like ivy um it's kind of like a breath of fresh air and it's like it's taken time to realize and i kind of like say what i've been trying to say the whole time um so there's kind of just a lot of different ways to look at it but I think generally it just made everything I was going through feel cohesive, um, which was nice.
0: Yeah. I was, I was impressed. Like I kind of like thought like that would be like if somebody else tried to do it, I was like, I I feel like it would just be like, this feels repetitive, but like Mm -hmm. I never, you know, never once was like thrown off by it coming up, like repeating, um, which I thought I would be, but it was, it was cool. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah. I tried to do it very expressively different every time, you know, like there's a guitar solo at the end of a song called into blue. And it's just like way different the way I'm playing it. Um, so, cause that was a fear if it would feel repetitive. So I'm glad you didn't feel that way. That's good.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I wrapping up with the, the last few questions what's uh what's something that people that you hope people notice about the album and also what's your favorite sonic moment um that you think people should listen for
1: yeah um i think my favorite thing yeah is the melody and the cohesiveness um and just the general feeling of the album i mean i feel like it's a lot more mature than fuzzy brain. I know I'm biased because like I grew up a little bit and wrote it, but I think pretty immediately people will just realize it's just like a different stage of my life, um, which is really cool. And I feel like people who were there for fuzzy brain are in a different stage of their life too. So it's kind of just like this stepping stone of growing up. Um, So yeah, I'm just excited to see how people react because it's pretty different, Um, but yeah, I'm stoked. In uh, a favorite Sonic moment, probably the solo on "Crying on the Dance Floor." Um, I'm really excited for people to hear that because it's just like, just pretty epic, <laughs> and uh, I just feel like people won't expect it.
0: Yeah, was uh, maybe that's the moment, but like, is there ever a time you're like sitting down, like you know, with the guitar in your lap, and you like? you know hit playback and you're like dang this is hot like this is good (laughs) like what can you remember any specific moments where you're like feeling like like feeling yourself after you just um
1: yeah i remember crying on the dance floor yeah that there was definitely a moment i was playing the keys on the um i thought that was really fun um but honestly on december i remember after writing that first like and I was like, that's really catchy. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I really feel like every song serves a completely different purpose. I'm very like individually focused on each one of them. Like they kind of all are a single in my mind, but they all make sense together as well. So um, and people said that about Fuzzy Brain. So hopefully um, it's received the same way for Um, harmony house
0: yeah i i think i think my favorite song is medicine oh thank you (laughs) i was wondering like it it, that did i read that that was the first one that you wrote for the album Um, yeah that was like pretty
1: it was like 2018 or something right like
0: that was a long time yeah
1: yeah yeah i wrote the keys line that was like when i was first getting into like yacht rock and stuff and like i feel like Pretty immediately people, I know the YouTube comments are going to be like, this sounds like what a fool believes by the Doobie brothers. But like, it was kind of like my attempt at writing a song like it. Um, And I just wrote the instrumental. Like I have this really fuzzy um, instrumental. I called it random fun instrumental one, like dot MP3. And I just sat with it for a really long time. Um, But yeah, it's an old instrumental. I wrote that as a student. Um, yeah, very cool.
0: Yeah. I was just curious about that song. Um, is there, is there anything else that, uh, we haven't, we haven't touched on that, um, you would like to mention about Harmony House, um, before like talking about, you know, plugging, you know, like what you have coming up and, and yeah,
1: um, honestly, yeah, I feel like we covered it. I just hope people like it, you know, I'm really proud of it. So, um, I hope people like it
0: exciting. So how can uh how can people best show their support for you right now?
1: Um if they're interested in going to see a live music show in September, I think. Um I'm playing at Stubbs. I forget the date, the exact date, but that's going to be awesome. Um so going to show could be really fun. We could all meet and hang out. Um but yeah, I mean Harmony House coming out May 21st um pick a favorite song you know go with it i don't know um yeah but just listen to the music i mean i'm already mind blown that just i'm even getting interviewed so it's pretty cool um yeah but i don't know man
0: <laughs> very cool awesome so thanks so much sloan for doing this um yeah harmony house is coming out may 21st so that is available wherever you get your music um And thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, everyone.